welcome to the Garden Church Podcast. Well, it's uh, good to be with you, especially at the beginning of this new year. We've got some energy with the launch of 2021 and fingers crossed uh, for what it might be. And I love the theme that we have uh, chosen to work on, a, a year of radical discipleship and formation. Now, the truth is, between you and me, it's not that radical. Uh, this, is, this is what we are to be doing all the time. This is what Jesus told us to be doing. It feels radical because statistically, we haven't done a great job of this uh, at at core level. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity and particularly to begin with this idea of a rule of life or uh, uh, the the language I use when I talk to my students about this is this is the uh, kind of the track to run on or the Another image that Brian developed in his explanation of this is a, a trellis that we can build um, that will support the growth uh, of our lives, that, that enables light and air to get into the center of our lives to enable the growth of the fruit of the Spirit. Any of those images are helpful uh, as long as we can um, uh, uh, move away from this rigid Um, rule-keeping, legalistic approach that guarantees outcomes. We do these things uh, because of love. We do, uh, we put ourselves in the flow of what God is doing. It's the Holy Spirit at the end of the day. It's the Holy Spirit who forms us to Christ-likeness. All we're trying to do in these ways are, are cooperate with Him in the doing of this. Maybe you saw the uh, video, the commercial, um, I just loved it, and, and I still haven't been able to track it down, so I'm not even sure. It's a foreign language commercial, but it shows this um, grandfather getting a, 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 a message uh, that, come to find out, uh, is going to be important to him uh, around the Christmas season. And so you see him staggering out, out of shape uh, to the garage, to the, to the shed where he tries, digs around and finds a weight, you've seen it, and, 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 and starts to, uh, barely able to get anything done and, and eventually is able to lift that weight up and, and, and then do the exercise and back and forth. And of course, throughout all of this, the neighbors are looking in, family's looking in, people are wondering what in the world the old man's, he's lost it all the way through that until you get to that final scene on Christmas Eve when granddaughter comes in and using the same motion that he had trained into his body, lifts that little girl up and places the star on the tree. The reason we do these practices is so that we can do that. He wasn't free to lift his granddaughter without the limitations imposed on him by the discipline, by the practice. That's, what, that's all we're talking about. And uh, to partner then with the Holy Spirit moving to, towards usefulness in, 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 in our, our um, managing of the gift of time uh, that God has, has given us. Uh, and, and I think it's important to recognize, again, we do this in every other area of our lives. 
We do it for academics uh, and education. We do it for hobbies that mean a lot to us. You can't sit down and all of a sudden play the piano or uh, dance a recital or catch a ball or hit a ball or any of the things attached to athletics or music or art or perform without some practices. That's all we're doing. We're trying to train the muscle memory of our soul. And you know all of this. Darren has talked about it. Brian's talked about it. Others of us have talked about it over the years. And, and we do this, too, in the, in the less tangible things. The reason I wear a wedding ring is not because I can't remember day to day whether I'm married or not, but because I want to remember the most important person in the world to me and structure my life to support that relationship. Uh, to And I'm embarrassed to say, I have to write down dates in my calendar. I have to make appointments to make sure that I remember to do the things that are most important to me. I wish I, I, wish I had perfect recall and, and didn't need <laughs> to have a reminder when my son's birthdays were, my granddaughters, my daughters. But I do. I do. Because I don't want to forget. And I get so busy. I get so distracted with stuff that's going on. So to have that little... A tickling reminder that says, this is important. You said this was important. Um, so set aside time for this. We do it with budgeting. We do it with all kinds of other areas. So when, why shouldn't we do it with the same diligence as we seek the kingdom of God? In fact, Jesus says this ought to be, before all of those other important things, this ought to be first priority. Uh, Paul, writing to his friend Timothy, said uh, bodily exercise is good for this life, but exercise unto godliness, good for this life and the life to come. There's, there's this discipline, this practice uh, of, of creating a momentum that gets us over the challenging places of our lives that have been kind of uncovered, haven't they, in this last year. Um, it's almost like the water went down in the channels of our lives and now we're bottoming out on every sandbar uh, as, we, as, we, as we go through it. We want to get some water back into the channel so that we can sail over those um, uh, sandbars and not get stuck on them. The discipline I talk about, the practice I talk about, the rule that I'm going to talk about today is uh, the rule of prayer. The importance of developing a consistent, conversational relationship, conversational friendship with God. Usually when we think about prayer, we think about it as being about asking God to do something or asking God for something. And while that is probably always going to be a part of our dependent relationship with God, what I'm hopeful is to invite you into a conversation that says, I want to have a relationship with God that is like my other relationships. It's not always about asking. It's not always about a laundry list of things that I want the other person to do for me. Imagine any real relationship in which the only conversation I had with that person was to tell them what I wanted them to do. That's not really a relationship, much less a love relationship, much less a love relationship that is characterized by intimacy. And that's what we want. That's what we need. That's what we so desperately, desperately need. 
So the rule that we establish here is that I will schedule time often and regularly to be with God, to talk with Him, to listen to Him, to share silence with Him because I love Him, because He loves me. So the rule is simply recognizing what is true and then structuring my life around that core desire, that core longing. And then the goal there is to leverage that practice into a daily lifestyle of 24-7 awareness of God's presence, to practice his presence, to recognize that I live and move and have my existence in him. And I want to acknowledge that. I want to be present to the God who is present always to me and to be aware of what he's doing. So today is going to be as practical as I can, can get at some baseline measure. We've talked a lot about prayer over the years. Uh, I want to start with uh, the, Jesus's response to his disciples when he, his prayer life was um, observed by them. And th- it's, the only th- it's the only thing they asked him, asked him to teach them. Teach us to pray. They didn't ask him for anything else. Teach us to pray. They'd seen something in his way of praying that they thought they could learn. And here's the beauty of it. He thought they could learn it too. And so he said, well, here's a couple of ground rules first. He says in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. I tell you, they have their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Also, when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans. They think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them because your father already knows what you need before you ask him. So pray this way, our father who is in the heavens. And I know that you know the rest of the prayer, but I want to just stop with that phrase. There's a couple of things just to underline here. First of all, for prayer, this prayer of, uh, of, as part of the rule, we want to establish is, is, is not about public performance. It's not so that people think you're a prayer. It's because you really want to spend time in stillness with the Lord. It's not about people thinking or even necessarily knowing Uh, It's about having a simple conversation with God that is not really different from any other conversation that you might have with any other friend or loved one. In fact, uh, you probably know that in the Hebrew language, there is no formal word for prayer until late, late, late in the Old Testament. They didn't pray. They just talked to God or they complained or they, they shared their lives with him. That's what we're talking about. 
Prayer is not then some formal religious language that we need to learn the vocabulary and script to get right. It's imagine Jesus sitting in a chair and talk with him in this moment. Some friends that I have that I walk with uh, imagine Jesus sitting on the car seat beside them and, and engage in that conversation uh, 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 as if he were actually there because he actually is there. That's the beauty of this. Uh, so it, it is not public performance, it's personal. The imagery that he uses here is don't, don't do this in the public way. Go into your, uh, into your room, into your private room. It's built on a first century understanding of homes that had a public courtyard out front or a public patio where passers-by could join in the conversation with the family, hospitality being so important. But then inside the house is the family space. That's what he's, that's what he's referring to. It's not some closet somewhere. Uh, it, is, it is where in your home do you hold the most meaningful conversations? Is it around the kitchen table? That's where it was uh, in my home as a kid growing up. Or, 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 or maybe there are, are spaces in your home. That's what he's talking about. Go to those Think about what you're doing with that frame of mind. This is a family conversation. Uh, and, and, then, and then he says, don't use meaningless repetition. And what he's, I think, after there more than anything else is, is don't engage in this thoughtlessly. Show up. Heart, soul, mind, and strength as much and as best you can and, and engage thoughtfully in a conversation uh, with the Father who is with you in, in this moment. So, so you'll notice here that as we walk through the rest of the prayer, this isn't about first getting things done. This is about real relationship, about knowing the Father, about being known by the Father. And I, I'm, maybe it's worthwhile noticing here that there is a difference between knowing someone and knowing about someone. And God has apparently chosen a real relationship with us where in he knows everything about us but the degree to which he knows us is in our hands and he invites us into a relationship of intimacy where he doesn't just know about us as a doctor would a patient but he knows us as a lover as a friend as a companion knows us. And that's the way it is then with any real relationship. There's this ebb and flow uh, of listening, of speaking, of shared silence. And you probably have observed this in, in intimate relationships of your own, whether married for a long period of time or, or whatever it is, there, that sometimes the most intimate of communion is not verbal. It's not physical. It's simply sharing space together. It is not surprising that God loves to share silence with us. And in fact, the more mature we get, the more we grow, uh, it is not uncommon that we discover the more silence there is, the more sharing of, of that stillness that is the way in which we know that he is God uh, there is. So it's that, that easy conversation of family, of loved ones, of close friends, all that to say, don't work too hard at this. 
Don't work too hard at this. Just be, be present. Just show up. Let it emerge out of love. If, if, if you have, can say a few words, say a few words. If not, don't worry about it. Just start the rhythm of showing up. Uh, be there. Be present. Um, and, and, and notice then as Jesus turns the corner, pray this way. He starts this way. Uh, now, now, our Father who is in the heavens. I'm going to, those are two important phrases, and I want to just briefly, briefly deal with them. The Father here is this Abba, this idea of, again, this isn't, this isn't Father, this is Daddy, this is Abba. That signals the nature of the rule that we're attempting to establish, this idea of, of God's uh, intimacy with us in love. And then who is in the heavens, this idea of God's um, uh, presence always everywhere. Um, Building on this Hebrew cosmology, understanding that there are three heavens. The heavens above where, you know, God and the angels ostensibly dwell. Then there's the universe, sun, moon, stars, that kind of thing. But then there's the space around our ears, right? This area, air that we breathe. And you'll notice that in Matthew this is plural. It's not our God in heaven. It's our God in the heavens. All three layers God is present in. So this is a, 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 a practice of presence that we want to start to engage in. So here are a couple of strategies uh, to begin with. Very practical. Pull out your calendar app. No, really, go do it. Do it. Get a piece of paper. Get your calendar. Pull out the app and, and, and start begin with saying, Jesus, help me. I want to spend time with you. Uh, I'm going to make some appointments. I'm going to schedule some times. And, and maybe it's first thing in the morning before you check email, before you log on to social media. Uh, probably worthwhile making a cup of coffee or tea to get the, get the wheels turning, whatever would work for you. But somewhere along the line, this isn't going to magically appear in your schedule. You're going to have to schedule this, even if it's rooted in love, you're going to have to schedule this just like you do everything else. Uh, at least I, I, I did this. And I, I've got to be honest with you on this. This took me about probably 30 years to regularly start. I used to, I used to set five different alarm clocks to get me out of bed in the morning to keep that appointment. Yeah, I'm really out of control. But I got to tell you as well, for the last 25 or 30 years, that has been a sustaining rhythm. And now I don't need any alarm clocks. There is a, a, a love that draws me to that hour or so that I get to spend in the morning. And don't get freaked out by the hour. It took a long, long time to build up to that, uh, that period of period of time. So three or four or five days a week, five minutes to start with, 10 if you can do it, 15 if you can, but start somewhere, start somewhere with a, with a, 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 a chunk of time. I, I would recommend that you leave your Sabbath day unscheduled. So of the other remaining six days, we'll talk about Sabbath here in a couple of weeks, but in the remaining six days of the week, four of them or so, 
set aside at least five minutes uh, uh, and, 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 and schedule some space and time. This is going to be really challenging, especially for those whose time is dictated by the demands or needs of others. I'm thinking moms of you, particularly if you've got preschool-age kids, uh, that, that uh, uh, it, it's just really, really hard. But can I just encourage you to contend ruthlessly for this necessary soul care that will will ask Jesus if you will ask Jesus to help you find this and 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 move into this maybe train as your kids get older and I recognize it's hard with the little ones but train them that when mom is with Jesus they can sit quietly train them to be with Jesus they can learn that too it will be hard I know that but so is everything else. So can I just maybe encourage you to continue to um, uh, stretch into this? Begin by warming up your heart. Read a psalm maybe if you want, or um, uh, pray uh, a, a, a word of thanksgiving uh, for probably 35 years. My heart warm up has been, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day and a psalm that I read. And I just do it. I read the same psalm every day for the for the week, uh, and and um, I'm not all that anxious about getting anything out of it. I just want to build the fire. You know, you know how when you start a campfire, you don't start with the big logs. You start with a little kindling. That's what we're talking about here. It, it, it's not enough. The little kindling is not enough to warm your hands with. But if you don't start with that, the big logs never catch fire. So we start, start with that um, warming up of the heart or maybe a breath prayer. I stole mine from Brennan Manning. Abba, I belong to you. A prayer that I pray as I breathe in and breathe out. Abba, I belong to you. Or Lord Jesus Christ, you are the Son of God. Have mercy on me. Any of those things that will get us in orientation can be can be helpful here. So at least then those five minutes of, of stillness, of being in your body, of being present there, paying attention, if this is helpful to you, uh, to your breathing. I find it helpful to sit in a hardback chair, not in an easy chair, to sit upright with my feet flat on the floor. It's a way of making sure that I'm connected to, where, to my body and being present in it. Because uh, the only place you'll ever meet God is where you actually are. So it's helpful to be where you are. And that's a helpful <laughs> discipline for me. Uh, and then imagine Jesus sitting with you uh, because he is in the chair opposite or at the end of a, a letter that you might write. I use a journal a lot uh, to, to just write out my prayers and I write them as dear Jesus uh, uh, as, a, as a way of, of keeping uh, focus, of keeping heart. Um, Francis de Sales, one of my favorite spiritual directors from a thousand years ago, said, um, when you come before the Lord, talk to him if you can. But if you can't, just sit there. Let yourself be seen. Don't try too hard to do anything else. I want you to imagine Jesus looking at you across that table and saying to you, I see you.
That's what we're after. In this prayer, then, we, we bring our lives simply before him. What's going on? How do we feel about the day that's unfolding? Uh, any residual stuff that's stuck uh, that we want to just put on the table from, from, from yesterday. But then I want to create a bit of space in there to, to, to listen as well. Because real conversation has that ebb and flow to it, doesn't it? Uh, and sometimes I might hear nothing, and that's fine. But other times he might comment on some of the things that I have said and, and attend to that, to that impression. Uh, I, I find it helpful, like I said, to have a journal. Some of you might, who are more artistically inclined, pray with a sketch pad. Or, or I have a friend who doodles uh, as a way of focusing his attention. He's ADHD, and, and to have that train helps him to be present. Uh, I, I will often find myself writing the names of people for whom I'm praying on my page and then doodle around them as a way of praying, sometimes in color, as a, as, a, as a way of all kinds of ways, once we create the space, sharing uh, what is happening. Um, if you'd like to, I find it very helpful to use pre-written prayers, uh, very few of my own, but Paul has got five or six prayers in the New Testament that are wonderful. Of course, there's 150 in the Old Testament. We call them the Psalms that teach us how to pray, that was how Jesus learned how to pray. Um, there are books of prayers. Uh, I personally use uh, occasionally the um, Book of Common Prayer from the Episcopal or Anglican uh, uh, tradition that I've found to be really, really helpful. Uh, and there are many, many others uh, that can be useful for this. I have no apology in, in using pre-written prayers if my heart is engaged in it. Every word that I have ever learned, I have learned from somebody else. So why should I not learn how to use the words that I've learned from somebody who's, who's, who's put, put, put it into words? The goal here then, just wrapping up here in a few minutes, is, 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 is to then leverage from that five minutes, maybe it'll grow longer, Maybe it'll grow to a greater extent, uh, and my hope would be ultimately that it does. I want, however, love, not duty. To, duty might get me to the five minutes, but love will draw me beyond that. That's what I'm after. But what I want to do is take that five minutes, maybe telephone pole it throughout the course of the, of the day and stretch my life between the telephone poles of, you know, five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening and a couple minutes at noontime or maybe at 10 o'clock for break or maybe in, if you have a coffee break at three, something that will, 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 will anchor the, the stretched life. It's really, really hard to practice presence 24-7 if you don't practice presence five minutes at a time. So sink the well deep and then ask for discernment. Uh, as you go into your, your day, use examine or examine. We'll talk about that a little bit later. There's a, excellent resources on the website uh, for rule of life uh, in all of these disciplines. Uh, please, uh, in practices, um, use those. Uh, if you're at work and um, the phone rings, uh, let it ring one more ring. And in that split second, invite the awareness of Jesus into this conversation. 
uh, as you walk into a room for a meeting, as your hands on the doorknob ready to turn it, Lord, thank you you're with me. Help me to be in this meeting as you would be if you were me. Anything that will draw your consciousness to an awareness of God's presence. As you put the kids down to nap, instead of collapsing <laughs> on, the, on the couch, find a hardback chair for five minutes and sit, sit don't, don't turn on the TV or rush immediately to the tasks that need to be done. They'll be there in five minutes. Create a bit of space to become present, to let love draw you into those moments. Susanna Wesley, John and Charles Wesley's mother, used to have this practice. She would go into the kitchen, sit on the floor, and pull a blanket over her head. That was her signal to the boys, Mama's with Jesus, we don't disturb the holy, holy ground. Um, some of you might need to be using the bathroom strategically uh, for this purpose. That's all right. Start somewhere. And in all of this, it's, Lord Jesus, teach me to pray. I want to be in communion with you. I want to be an intimate of yours. And that's what we're after in this, in this rule. Do everything for the love of God. Offer all of your life, all of your, 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 your coding or your teaching of your kids or your practicing of your argument before the judge or your uh, dispensing medications on the, uh, on, the, on the floor of the hospital, wherever it is that you're doing your life. Invite Jesus into all of that and let him uh, uh, teach you how to practice his presence in those things. So let me, let me pray. Oh, Lord, um, uh, we, we want to we be good prayers. We want to be good communicators with you. And uh, I just pray, oh, Lord, for courage to put ourselves in the crosshairs of your love, and Lord Jesus, I pray for my friends as they listen in. Um, I pray for myself. Uh, Lord, teach us to pray. And even as we transition now into ministry, I pray, Lord, that you would just hear us as we pray. And that as we create space, as we set aside time, uh, you will meet us where we are. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks, friends. God bless you. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit garden.church.